and God is good. Had uh, the privilege and honor of preaching in a church in McAllen over the weekend on Sunday. You know when you got here that I wasn't here down in the valley preaching at World Harvest Church. Um, uh, had the privilege, of, you know, was in the beginning of that church, helped to start that church back in uh, 1980, what was it, 87, 5, 6, some, somewhere in there, somewhere in the mid-80s. I was able, I was part of starting that church, and um, they've got about five churches down in Mexico, down six hours or so in a town called Ciudad Victoria, and um, I was actually helped to start the church, in, the main church in Ciudad Victoria, and so just had a real good time of connecting and reconnecting with people and ministering to people. And so the anointing on the house, we took to the nations. Amen? We're going to the nations. This is a nations church. And so we were down there kind of reconnecting and getting some things set up for the future even. And so, you know, God, God's just about connections everywhere. God's always about connections. And so I'm excited to, to be a part of that. And, and I heard services were good here while, we, while, we, while I was gone, while we were, Becky and I were gone. But... Um, we take the anointing and go places and, and make a difference, amen? Because God's anointing, that's what it does. It makes a difference everywhere we go. And so we're grateful and thankful for that. We've been on the series on the gifts of the Spirit. Um, next week, uh, tonight I'm sharing with you the ninth gift. Um, we're, we've ministered on all these different gifts and we've been talking about that in First Corinthians, Corinthians twelve one, where it talks about the gifts. The word gifts is added, and and what and what we've explained throughout all these weeks and months that we've been on this series, we've been explaining that these gifts are not gifts like you think of something that someone has. They're manifestations of the Holy Spirit that operate as God wills them. We've gone through all of these, we've gone through eight of them to this point. The last one tonight that we're, that we're going to look at is the manifestation of the gifts of healings, plural. Not just a gift, but gifts, plural, of healings, plural. Different types of healings. All throughout the Bible, <clears throat> in Jesus' ministry, the apostles' different ones that we have record of in, in the Bible, um, there were different types of healings in manifestation. But the most predominant healing was the result of a person's faith. Many times Jesus said, your faith has made you whole. The story we read in the Bible about the woman with the issue of blood, 12 years. Nobody could do anything. Spent all of her money on doctors. Doctors could do nothing. She hears Jesus preach. She hears about him, actually. She probably was in some of the meetings. We don't know that she was actually in a meeting, but she heard about him, and she said with her own mouth, if I can but touch the hem of his garment, I'll be made whole. And she touched him when everybody else was crowding around and thronging him, and he said, somebody touch me. What he meant was, somebody touch me in faith, because he could feel it leaving him. Somebody was drawing from his level of faith. 
He was on his way to go raise somebody from the dead. No, actually, he was going to heal someone else, to see someone else's body healed. And while he's taking the time to minister to this woman, the person he's supposed to go to dies, and he ends up raising her from the dead, right? So, so that, that's a form of healing. Okay, when a person receives it, that's what God wants is for you and I to be so immersed in the word that our faith level rises that we walk in divine health because when something attacks our body, we go after it in faith and we're made whole as a result of our faith in the fact that Jesus did what he said. He said he healed our bodies. Can you say amen? That, that's what God wants most foremost. But on, on our journeys along the way, we need some help. Amen. Amen? And we've been talking about the helper, and his job, is not, his job is not to do it for you. His job is to help you. Amen? And he will help us get well. Because his job is to lead us to truth. And the truth is, if you're saved, you're healed. That's truth. If you're saved, you're healed. If you're healed, you're delivered, you're set free, you're total, you're the whole package. Say that, I'm the whole package. If you're, if you're born again, then you have the whole package. You are the whole package, you have the whole package. Not only are you saved from, your, from, from sin's destruction, but you're healed in your bodies and you're delivered. Okay? That's the legal position we have spiritually. In our minds, because of what we've been taught and what people say and everything else that's going on out there, the enemy's working overtime to talk us out of what is rightfully ours, so we have to have our minds renewed, and we've got to be built up and strengthened and grow up in this revelation so that we don't just talk about being well, we act like we're well. Amen? Because we are well, because we believe we're well. But we need help and our help comes in the form of these nine manifestations. Now, before I go too far, I don't want to jump ahead of myself. Let's just look at a few verses that we've looked at in the last probably three months. Let's just start with John 14, 16. This is a verse that we've looked at. <clears throat> How many know that God is great? Amen. I mean, he's not just good. He's great, but he's not just great like we like some people think of great, he's the greatest. There's nothing greater than him. That's how awesome that he is. Amen? And in John 14, we're just, I, I want to remind us just a tad of what we've been talking about regarding the Holy Spirit. And verse 16 says, And I will pray the Father. Jesus is telling the people he's talking to here. I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper. Say it again, and, and I want you to say this after me. Because we've needed to know this. It, it, one revelation that humanity needs and they need to be living in and aware of is that you were created to need help. You're not created to be an island unto yourself. You're not created to be a person that just fends for themselves. You're not created to be the Lone Ranger. Amen? Even the Lone Ranger had Tonto. Amen. Right? So... The Holy Spirit needs to be your tanto, and he needs to help you when you need help, right? But you need to admit the fact that you need help. But in, 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 in some people's cases, some people won't allow help to come, and other people want God to do it all. 
He wouldn't, he, he's not doing it all on planet earth for us. But he will help us do what we need to do and get where we need to go. If we'll let him help us. Right? And he sent us the Holy Spirit who is the helper. Say this. I need, I need help. help. Amen. That's a good thing. He said, he sent us the helper that he may abide with you forever. Who is he? The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. Amen? I'll not leave you as orphans. He said, I will come to you. He, he, I'm, he's not leaving us by ourselves without any help. We have the helper. Can you say amen? amen. Chapter 16 and verse 13. No, actually, uh, 14... And 26 is another one that we looked at. This is, this is worth repeating. Uh, 14 and 26. John 14, 26. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. He will teach you all things. He will reveal all things to you. You and I need to be taught what the truth is. We need to be taught what the truth is about these nine manifestations. We need to be taught what the truth is concerning the person of the Holy Spirit. He's not an it. I've had people say things to me like, when I've talked about the Holy Spirit, well, what, what's that all about? Well, he's not a that. And he's not an it. He's a he. Right? What if I walked up to Joey and said, well, what's that all about? Well, he's not a that, right? He's a he. Holy Spirit doesn't like it when people are stupid and ignorant and we don't know things. I'm talking about just in general. He doesn't like it when we're that way. He wants us to know who he is so he can help us. So we don't live our lives looking for answers everywhere else but here. Can you say amen? He came to help us, and he wants to teach us the truth. He will reveal all truth to us. He will reveal to you the truth of these manifestations of the Spirit of God. Next week, we're going we're gonna to do a recap of all that we've talked about in, concerning these nine gifts or these nine manifestations of the Spirit. We're going to do a recap. We're going to talk about implementation, and then like we did a little bit last week, we're going to do some demonstration of those. We're going to work and, and, and release some of those gifts or these manifestations in and through our lives. We've got to practice to, to come to a place where we really believe that we have the ability to be used by God, not only for help to come to us, but for help to flow through us to other people. God created it that way. You need help. You need the Holy Ghost. But I promise you, you need help from the Holy Ghost in other people. Because God wants you to need help and to want to receive help even in spite of what you think other people think or how you feel or maybe you've been taught in your life about how you, know, you may appear to be weak if you need someone to help you out. I don't know about you, but I've come to this revelation. I need help. Amen? Amen. Every ugly thing that I've set myself up for, most of the ugly things that I've set myself up for in my life, in my 40 years of salvation, anything that didn't work out is because I isolated myself because I tried to figure it out and work it out myself. 
doesn't work, won't work. I promise you, you were created to need help in the name of Jesus. Amen? So, that's who he is. He's here to teach us and reveal all truth to us. Amen? Then in the 16th chapter and um, the 20, what is it? The 13th verse. We looked at this, just read this a couple of times in the last few months. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me, for he will take of what is mine and declare it unto you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said that he will take of mine and declare it unto you. He'll take what I've had. The reason I'm doing these things, you remember when Jesus said, what, what I'm saying comes from the Father that's in me. He said, it's coming from within me, what I have. So what he was demonstrating, the miracles and manifestations that were coming in and through his life were because of the Father in him. He's saying here, Spirit of Truth is going to come. Remember, Father, Word, and Holy Spirit are one, right? So Jesus had the will of the Father on the inside of him. The Father's doing the works through him, right? Now we have the Holy Spirit in us, and he said the Holy Spirit's going to declare and remind us of all the things that he said. All the things that he did, he said, the works that I do, you'll do, and even greater works, because now I'm, I've gone to the Father, sat down at the right hand, the work is finished, now everything you believe that I did, you can do, then you can do it, and it'll produce the same results as it did with me. Because it's not you doing it, it's the Spirit of God inside of you. Amen? It's the helper inside of us. That's what we have to know. Now, 1 Corinthians 12, our true foundation passage, and verse 1. <clears throat> 1 Corinthians 12 and 1. Now concerning spiritual gifts, which it's in italics, that wasn't in the original. Now concerning spiritual, brethren... I want you to not be ignorant. In other words, concerning spiritual things or these spiritual manifestations that you'll see down in verse 7. The word manifestation is what is, what is not added, but that's what these are. They're manifestations of the Spirit. He doesn't want us to be ignorant. He said, but the manifestation of the Spirit in verse 7 of chapter 12, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for what? To profit. God wants you and I to profit. He wants us to profit through these manifestations. Who are these manifestations for? Just preachers? No, they're for everybody. And, and, and we see it here in the scripture. He said, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one, everyone, every person, for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge, through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another the gifts of healings, plural, by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, as we talked about, one of the first ones we talked about, to another prophecy, to another the discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, which we talked about in the last two weeks, all three of those, to another the interpretation of tongues, 
But one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as He wills them, as God wills them. So all nine of those manifestations that are mentioned there, we see Jesus operating in, we see the disciples operate in, and we see them throughout the Bible. God's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Same God that worked and operated through Jesus Christ when He was on the earth is the same God that is here today working through you and I, and He'll do the same things if we believe what Jesus believed. Can you say amen? So tonight, we're looking at just for the next few minutes, we're going to look at several examples in the Bible of the manifestation of the gifts of healing. Um, so, <clears throat> we separated these nine manifestations in three categories. Three of them say something, three of them do something, and three of them reveal something. Okay? And... This is one, this manifestation is one that does something, right? And it does something by saying something. So all of these manifestations, it's just, it's not like, okay, you look at an example in the Bible and, well, it has to be that manifestation of the Spirit. Well, it, it, it could be that one, but it could roll over and touch another one because a lot of the gifts of healings, okay, which the gifts of healings are not in the same category as a person being healed because they believed God and by their faith they were made whole. That's not the gifts of healings. The gifts of healings are not the working of miracles, and yet they, they're real close. The gifts of healings are not the gift of faith, but many times it's really close. So I'm going to show you three or four of these in the Bible, the examples of these manifestations through Jesus and through uh, uh, others of the disciples, and let's look at how these gifts are in operation. So we're going to look at we're going to look at one that's the gift of faith, one that's the working of miracles, and then two of them that are uh, the gifts of healings. And then I'm, I'm going to give you a little insight on what I think God wants to do with that through each and every one of us. Okay, I'll give you I'll give you a real short example or a testimony of one time that it happened in my life, or one of the times that it's happened in my in my own life. So, in Matthew 8, let's look at this. Matthew 8 and verse 5. Now, when Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him pleading with him, saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home paralyzed, dreadfully tormented. Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only speak a word and my servant will be healed. For I also am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this one, go, and he goes. To another, come, and he comes. To my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled, and he said to those who followed, assuredly, I say to you, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. What type of faith is that? Is that the manifestation of faith? No, that's the common faith. Every man's been dealt a measure of faith. What we do with that faith 
And how that faith is developed will determine whether these nine manifestations of the Spirit can flow through us. If faith is arising and confidence in God is arising, then if this is the will of God and He operates this way, and He wants to operate this way through you and I, then we open ourselves up the more we have a relationship with Him and our trust is in Him. We open up ourselves to be used by these different manifestations. These manifestations will flow through us. Can you say amen to that? God wants these manifestations in all of our lives and us to be ready and prepared. You're not going to work this up like you pump a well and and make some water come out. You're not going to make it come up. If I pray in tongues enough, then I'll operate in in these manifestations. It doesn't say that. It says as he wills. But as you pray in other tongues and you develop a life of faith and you have trust in God and you're just somewhere and you're, you're not there, you know, trying to work up a word of wisdom or a word of knowledge or a, one of the gifts of healings in manifestation or the gift of faith in manifestation, you're, you're minding your own business but you're open because every morning I wake up, this is one of the things I say, Lord, whatever you need me to to, to do whatever you however you need to use me I'm open okay so I'm open every day to be used and the gifts even since I've been teaching these gifts in the last three months I think it's been three months that we've been teaching on this the gifts are flowing more and more and more because I'm more and more aware of it it's not that I'm aware that I want these manifestations to make me look good to, to, to like build my ministry or something, some crazy idiotic thing like that. I want to be used by God in these areas because He needs me. He needs you. He needs us. People need God. Everywhere on planet earth today, people need God. Everybody's looking for God. It's just not everybody knows they are. But they're looking for truth. They're looking for peace. They're looking to get well. I mean, has, it, has there ever been a time in the history of the world when sickness and disease is running rampant on planet Earth? Has there ever been a time like today? And, and yet, we've got more stuff on health and healing and everybody trying to get well, and it seems like more people are sick. There's a lot of lies going on out there, but I promise you the Holy Ghost will not reveal to you lies. He'll tell you the truth. Amen? And what he'll reveal to us is how to get the answer to what it is that we're looking for. I'm not against anybody. I'm not against doctors, medicine, none of that. Thank God for all of it. Okay? But I promise you, there's only one healer. Amen? There's only one healer. And it's the God of the Bible in all of his different facets and names and everything. He's Jehovah Rapha. He's the God that has healed us, right? Jesus is the healer. Why? Because in the Old Testament it says he sent his word and he healed us, okay? That word is the living word who became flesh and he dwelt among us and his name is Jesus. And and it's that amazing name that our healing is all, it's, it's in that package deal, right? The investment that was deposited into that name is beyond human understanding what is in that name. And you and I have access to it. But we have to tap it through the person of the Holy Spirit. You you will not tap it through education. You will not tap it just studying the Word and trying to figure things out in your natural mind. You will tap it 
As you're baptized in the Holy Ghost and you learn the, the benefit of praying in other tongues and then you begin to pray with the understanding that God gives you the revelation you need in the moment. And the stronger we get in that, then we're somewhere and something happens. The other day, I was somewhere and there was a person with some ailment in their body. I won't go into all the details. It doesn't really matter, but somebody had, had ailment in their, uh, in their body. I started walking off in the Holy Spirit, you know, because I'm not here to save everybody, to heal everybody. I can't change every circumstance or situation. That's why I got to know Him. And so He'll have me stop in a situation. He'll say, wait, 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 I need you right here. Okay? What do you need me to do? Now, if you can't talk to God like that or you haven't talked to God like that, and, and, and you don't have that type of a conversation, you need to develop that. Okay, Lord? I sense something in here. See, I didn't hear something with these ears. I heard something with these ears. There's spiritual ears inside of me, and I heard something. And what I heard is, I need you. Okay, what? This person talking, I mean, I was in a drive-thru, and I started taking off, and I backed up. And I said, you just mentioned something, and what's the situation with you? And they told me, and I said, I'd like to pray over you and they said uh, right now I said yeah okay and there was a bunch of people standing behind him and there was a bunch of people behind me and I said can I pray for you right now and he said you know it would probably be better if we did it another time I said okay would you let me drive out of here and pray for you sure oh absolutely he said um Will you come back? And I said, yeah, I'll be, I'll be back. I haven't been back, but that was yesterday. And I haven't been back yet, but I will be. But I said, can I pray for you? Because there's no distance. When I speak something and pray something, there's no distance in the spirit realm, and it's going to touch you. And, and you might think, would you tell somebody about the spirit realm that really doesn't understand the spirit realm? Well, I was supposed to. And he, and he, and he shook his head, and he goes, yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Would you pray for me? I said, I will. So I'll go back, and I'll see the results. Okay, but, but all that was was just the Spirit of the Lord, okay? I mean, it just, just, it just happened yesterday, but it, it just grabbed me. And so what I did was right then, God stopped me. And so what I prayed, and you'll see this in a moment when I, when I give you the example of Jesus, what I prayed was a gift from the gifts of healings. That's what I prayed. I prayed healing over his body. Now watch this. Watch. Um, so so in, in this deal with the Roman centurion, Jesus said, in verse 13, Jesus said to the centurion, your, go your way as you have believed, so let it be done for you. And his servant was healed that very same hour. Why? Because the centurion believed. That, that was common faith in operation and Jesus joined his faith with the Roman centurions and his servant was healed. You see how important it is for your faith level to be strong? Because if you come across someone else that has a high faith level and they've got an issue, man, we can get some stuff done. I mean, I'm just talking about what the Bible says. Now look at Luke, um, look at Luke 4. The story that I was going to read to you was like the next verses in Matthew 8, but I like what Luke 4 says. I like Luke's account. Luke was a doctor. 
Uh, Verse 38. Now he, Jesus, arose from the synagogue and he entered Simon's house. But Simon's wife's mother was sick with a high fever. Uh, One translation says a horrible fever. Um, Possibly a deathly fever. Okay? And they made request of him concerning her. She has a high fever. Possibly, she doesn't say that, but a high or a horrible fever, meaning, you know, it could kill her or take her out. In those days, maybe there wasn't something that, that they had to, to uh, help, help with the fever. Verse 39. So he stood over her, and he rebuked the fever. I read, I read a translation as I was studying this that said he spoke to not the woman, he spoke to the fever. And, and what does it say right here? It says, and it, it what? The fever. It left. So a fever has ears. He spoke to the fever and the fever left. They, they, they inquired of Jesus about how bad this fever was. No, didn't say anybody had any faith for anything. But they inquired of him. This was a gift from the gifts, plural, of healings that spoke to the fever and the fever left. So... Does tumors have ears? Hmm? I'm going to ask you, if a fever has ears and it obeyed what Jesus said, does tumors have ears? Okay. And they have to go. Is that right? They have to go if we believe like he believes. Well, I can never believe like Jesus. But he said we could. He said the things that he did, we'll do, and even greater things. Why? Because the only place that it was happening or anybody got well was with him. His disciples tried to, I mean, they did a couple things, but a lot of the big things that they tried, they couldn't do. And people came, man, we took them to your disciples and they couldn't cast them out. So the only place it was really happening was with him. Do you think that it's a greater thing? He said even greater things. Because I've gone to the Father, the greater things are that now all of us can do this. Right? It's not just you're going to bring somebody to the pastor. I'm going to do it when I'm out there. They, they, They don't even have to come somewhere else. It can happen because I believe that it's got to go. I speak to a fever. I speak to a tumor. I speak to a leprosy like Jesus did. He spoke to lepers. The leprosy left. Those are the gifts of healings when we speak and command something that is not normal for us. Your faith, you just praying over yourself or somebody in your family is what's common. But what's uncommon is when you're driving out of you know, the drive-thru and you go, er. You see, I'm not, I mean, in the natural, I'm not going to embarrass somebody at a drive-thru. 
and, and stick my hand through the drive through window and lay hands on them. And people thinking, oh my God, what is, what, what, what's going on here? I'm not going to embarrass him. But God said, right? And he didn't want it, so I'm not going to go against his will, but he agreed that I could pray for him as I drove off. Right? And when I did, I commanded, he had these things on top of his head, his cheek, on his neck, over here, right here, like in, in a number of places, and I spoke against that and I commanded them to leave. I prayed in the Spirit as I'm driving off and God gave me the words to speak and that's what I spoke. I'll go back and we'll, get, we'll hear the results. I mean, how many believe the man's healed? Well, well okay, and when I'm saying that, all right, we know the Word says that, okay? But what I'm, what I'm telling you is, I have to believe that it's going to happen just like it would happen if Jesus was driving through the drive-thru. Because now I'm his hands, his feet, I'm his mouth, right? I have the mind of Christ. I'm, 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 I'm born again of the Spirit of God. I'm baptized in the Holy Ghost. Uh, same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead is the same Spirit that lives on the inside of me. So I can do everything he did and even greater things because now every time that there's a situation that's not right, that God wants me to be involved in, I can draw from this help. I don't have to do that on my own. It's not on me to make sure the person gets well. Man, if you're going to do that, your head will tell you never to pray for anybody. Well, don't pray for them because what if they don't get well? Right? God wants it happening with us so that's why he wants you learning to do it. Don't hold back. Do and begin to do what he says no matter what it looks like or it appears to be. And again, God's not in the embarrassing business. You know, in most cases, you don't ask somebody in a drive-thru if you can pray for them or, or in some cases, only if God shows you. Sometimes people do that kind of stuff and it offends people. That wasn't God. It's not going to bring an offense. With this man, he didn't want me to do it, but he, he wasn't offended by it. He really loved the fact, I mean, I could see it in his eyes, that somebody was going to actually pray for him. And as I'm driving off, he's watching me drive off. Because he believes, I believe. Or I wouldn't have, er, I need to pray for you. Right now? Mm -hmm. Well, I don't think so. Right? That's okay. But you just, you just follow through with those kind of things because you learn to listen to the voice of the Spirit. He's got all the answers. He's the big helper. Can you say amen? He is the helper. Now, um, look at the 13th chapter of Luke in the 11th verse. Uh, 10th verse, he says, now, now he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. Okay, Jesus was. Verse 11. And behold, there was a woman who had a spirit of infirmity 18 years. How many years? That's a long time. 
and was bent over and could in no way raise herself up. But when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said to her, Woman, what? You're loosed from your infirmity. And he laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight, and she glorified God. Now, it really ticked the people off, and we won't read all that. Because, you know, he didn't heal on the right day, or he didn't do this right or that right. You know, they hadn't seen healings in 400 years, and, they, and they're, they're complaining about that he healed at the wrong time or the wrong day or the wrong hour or the wrong way, or you shouldn't do that or whatever, instead of just receiving it. God wants us to be in a position of receiving it. There is, is a gift from the gifts of healings in operation. Jesus sees her. Holy Ghost tells him what to do because the same way that it operates, it operated through him is the way it operates through you and I, right? We have to hear God, then we do what God says. The more accustomed we get to it, the quicker it happens. Things just happen on, on, on more of a natural basis when the spiritual becomes more natural than the natural right? So he sees the woman, 18 years she's in this condition, nothing's worked, okay? And he speaks to her, he commands her to be loosed, he lays his hand on her, and it's, and it's done. Notice, very rarely did Jesus ever do the same thing. He spoke and then laid his hands. Other times he laid his hands. Other times he didn't lay hands, he just spoke. Other times he just said, do this and do that. I mean, they're different types of healings or manifestations of the healings, but it's all the same God, and it all works from the same Spirit. Yeah. Amen? Same Spirit revealing to us how God wants to do it in every situation. Listen to me. Every human being on planet Earth that struggles with something in their physical body has a journey, has a journey to healing. And whether they tap that or not determines whether they get to the end or not. But it can only be tapped through the Word of God by the revelation of the Holy Spirit. Only way. It will not come any other way. It will not come just from the wisdom of men or ideas of people or those kind of things. There's only one healer. At the end of the day, no doctor will heal you. They can give you things that will help you and do things, and that's all great. But there's only one healer, and that's the God of the Bible. Only the God of the Bible. Nobody else. And, I, and you know, I don't necessarily go tell everybody that because that'll make people mad too. <clears throat> Amen? So I, I want to end with this tonight. Look at 1 Corinthians 6 and verse 9. I want to end with this. In all that we've talked about over the last three months, um, I want, you to, I want you to think about this as we read this passage right here, starting with verse 9. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators or idolaters or adulterers, homosexuals, sodomites, thieves, covetous, drunkards, revilers, extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. Now, you say, why did you read all that? Because to inherit something 
is to live with it. Uh, when my mother passed away, I inherited some things from her. I'm living in that, okay? People will not live in the inheritance that Jesus left if they don't understand the next verses. Now, you could look at the things that were mentioned in this passage of Scripture right here, and you say, well, I don't do that, and I don't do that, so I'm, I'm going to inherit. You can add anything in here. Anything that is not of God, you can add to this, okay? That doesn't mean that God doesn't love people the way they are. I mean, I thank God God loved me in the mess and the trash and the filth that I was in before I came into the kingdom of God. I thank God that God loved me. Don't ever think for a second that these kind of scriptures right here are saying that God doesn't love people in their situations. People will never get out of situations until they have revelation from God. I don't care what it is that they're doing. Because what they're doing, they don't think it's wrong. How could a person think that living some promiscuous life or whatever, you, whatever someone would deem is not right and the Bible would deem is not right, how could that be wrong to them if they have no revelation of what's right? You can't know what... The, people that do certain things that you might not think is right doesn't mean it's wrong to them. And we've got to become people with the help of the Holy Spirit that are able to be sensitive to those kind of things and help people along the way come to understanding and revelation. I promise you, we can save the whole world because that's the will of God. We can see the whole world saved and turned to the understanding of the things of God. Not to turn to think like you, okay, on all your, you know, certain topics or whatever. We, you know, get off your topics and let's stay with the truth. But we can turn the whole world if we can help the whole world to see that there truly is a God that loves them just like they are, we can do that. And this is what we have to do with ourselves right here. Verse 11. And such were some of you. <laughs> what we just read. I'll say it again. And such were some of you. But you're washed, but you've been sanctified, but you're justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. How? By the Spirit of God. We've been liberated and free. Verse 12, all things are lawful for me, but all things are not helpful to me. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any of those things that are not good for me. Foods for the stomach and the stomach, foods for the stomach and the stomach for foods, but God will destroy both it and them. Now the body is not for sexual immorality, but for the Lord and the Lord for the body. God raised, God both raised up the Lord and will also raise us up by his power. Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them members of a harlot? Certainly not. Or do you not know that, that he who is joined to a harlot is one body with her? For the two, he says, shall become one flesh. But he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Flee sexual immorality. Every sin that a man does is outside the body, but he who commits sexual immorality sins against his own body. Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own? 
For you were bought at a price, therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. This is not mine. It's his. Your body's not yours. You know, I've had people say this to me. I've had, I've had people that are not in church say these kind of things to me that have been in church at different times. Yeah, you know, go to church and, you know, they, they get you to quit having fun and doing the things. And I said, like what? Well, you know, like, you know, going to bars and drinking and, you know, doing this and, you know, being on drugs or immorality or those kind of things. And I said, okay. And I said, that's fun? Oh, yeah, that's a lot of fun. I said, and so when you come away with some kind of venereal disease or you, you come away and somebody is pregnant outside of marriage and that's not what you wanted and this happens and that happens and you get drunk and you get in a car wreck and you kill somebody because you were so whatever and, and, and this happens and that, all these things, and that's fun? See, reading a passage of Scripture, I, I don't hardly read passages of Scripture like that very often. And it seems a little strange to be read, you know, when, when I'm talking about the Holy Spirit. But God wants us challenged about whatever it is that we do. He used certain words, but you can imply anything there. This is God's. This belongs to God. The Spirit of God that's on the inside of me, it's His. It's His Spirit. He gave it to me. He gave me the faith I have. He, each man has been dealt a measure of faith, but it came from him. And, and the more I exercise faith and the stronger I get in God, now I can't use my revelation and my understanding and the victory that I get. I can't use that for the things of the flesh. I've got to use it for the glory of God because this belongs to God and everything that's going on out there belongs to God. God wants these manifestations of the Spirit that we've been reading about for three months and what we're talking about tonight, He wants those manifestations of the Spirit to flow through us and to touch all of humanity because what is it for? It's to bring profit to everybody. Listen, when you're operating in these manifestations in your life because you're open to be used by God, it profits you because it encourages you, but then it profits the people that you touch and that you come in contact with. And then think of the people that you that have been blessed because of what you did, but then think of the people they talk to about what you did. But when my flesh and my body is not honoring God, and I'm not living my life to give glory to God, and to do what God wants me to do and learning and developing that day to day, there becomes this roadblock. It'll shut down what God wants to do with you. Because if God can't trust you because you'll do one good thing that he asks you to do and then you let your flesh run wild, he can't trust you for the next thing and for the next glorious act that he wants to flow through you. You, you, you know what these bodies are like? You know how precious these are to God? I kind of see my body as a, as a, that two-door Jaguar. It's an excellent prized possession. That's the way God sees us. But what if I decided to take that two-door Jaguar and go four-wheeling in it? That'd be a tough one. 
I'm, I'm going to go through some low water crossings and, and, and through some creek beds and up over some big mountains in this, in this low-to-the-ground two-door Jaguar, $125,000 car, and you're not going to get very far. And what's it going to look like when you come out of the woods? It's going to look beat up, scratched. It's going to have stuff on it. It's going to look like it, it was a brand-new car, and it's going to look like it's about six years old. You know what sin does to your body? It causes you to age prematurely. And he didn't intend our bodies to be that way. I promise you, he didn't intend for you to lose your mind. Ever. Ever. Your mind is not your brain. The Bible says that your mind is your mind, it, 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 your mind is connected to your will and emotions. But it's not your brain, your natural brain. Your body dies out, you still have a thinking process. It's still there. It's connected to your spirit man. And I promise you that your mind and your will and emotions need to be talked to all the time. I have the mind of Christ. I think the thoughts of God. I remember everything. I'm not growing old and forgetting. Hey, everybody laughs at those kind of things, you know. I'm just growing old, you know how it happens. You get past 15, you start forgetting everything. Not in this house. Not in this house. Because I was created to have my mind and all my faculties operating. If Moses could at 120, then I can at 122. I can be thinking straight, operating straight, you know, and being aware. And my body can be used to bring glory to God and healing and deliverance to people's lives. Amen? <clears throat> um, Becky, I'm not trying to embarrass you, but since the last time you were here, I've had your little girl, your granddaughter, I've had her on strong on my heart. I, I think about her all the time. And as I've been praying in the Spirit, something's happening in the days ahead. Something's happening with her. I, I just, amen. I, and I'm, I'm not just saying it. But I've had her, I, from the day we were standing in the foyer out here, I've had her on my mind. Amen? And God already has liberated her life. Already. That's what he did at Calvary. Amen? And so I'm listening. You listen. We're listening. Becky and I, my, my Becky, we're, we're listening. And, and, and we will know what's what. I don't have anything tonight about it. I don't, I'm not doing something prematurely and jumping out. But I declare. That what Jesus accomplished at Calvary, he accomplished for her. Amen. Tell me her name again. Aubrey. Okay. Everybody declare tonight that Aubrey is well in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Father, we thank you. Lord in heaven, we thank you tonight. Thank you, Father. Becky, you, you, keep, you keep growing in faith. You keep building yourself. It's vital. It's vital for her. Amen? You just keep building yourself, staying under the Word, listening and meditating on what the Word of God says because God's Word never fails. Uh, Luke 137 in the NIV, it only says it like this in the NIV, it says, no word from God ever fail. Amen? And what's been spoken over her will not return void, but is accomplishing what it was set out to accomplish. But you grow in faith. Amen?